Welcome to the Excuse My African podcast. My name is Stella Damasis and I am your host. Join me as I take you on a journey through the eyes of a misrepresented and misunderstood African girl abroad. In this episode, I will talk about the Igbo language going extinct. of months ago my mother called me and in the course of our conversation she asked a very unusual question and she said um do your children speak Igbo I'm like mommy what does that mean they know do they speak Igbo and I said well they understand me when I speak Igbo to them they can say a few words and she said don't be one of them and I said one of who she said one of those people who are trying to remove our language totally. They don't want our children, our grandchildren to learn how to speak our traditional language. So a lot of people can speak only one language and that's English, but that's not good enough, especially as an African. So today I decided to speak to someone else who probably has a solution or who can help us, you know, to identify where the problem is, why she's decided to do what she's doing, especially for the Igbo culture, and just to explain to us what is really going on, because now I'm scared. After everything that I read about, now I'm worried. So I have a special guest that I want to introduce to you today. I'm glad that my first guest, we're talking about something that's very personal to both of us, because I'm Igbo, as you know. Yeah. Yeah. So let me, let me first of all start with, I want to be sure that I can pronounce your surname right, because I know your first name is Chimhunanya, right? That's, that's correct, yes. Then Bugu. Is it Bugu or is there any... <laughs> You you got the Bugu right, so it's Bugu. Okay, so I have been doing a lot of research on your work as regards the Akupo thing, and um, my mind is blown. I've seen your app, I've seen your YouTube channel, I've seen the books and all of that, and I'm like, my goodness. So just tell me why you decided to start this movement, this Akupo thing. So I actually have three kids now. But I was born and raised in Nigeria. And I guess I, I was born, I lived in the East. So for the most part, I could understand Igbo and, and, and speak Igbo. And I have to mention that a lot of people actually didn't really know I could speak Igbo. And that's not because I was hiding it. It was more because we just tend to speak English for the most part, like as, a, as, as, a, as adults, especially here in the U.S. So, but one thing that I always knew was that my children are going to speak Igbo. And my husband also knew that. So, of course, once we started having kids, I was like, okay, let me start speaking Igbo to them. But I, I saw that just speaking to, to my son wasn't really getting him really interested in. I mean, he will understand some, like he will comprehend to some extent, but he won't speak back. And looking at friends that I have here, because I have a lot of friends that were born and raised here, and their parents did amazing jobs at like exposing them to the Nigerian culture, African culture, and um, some of them can't understand Igbo, but they can't speak. So I was like, okay, this is not going to be my son, so he's he's going to have to speak. And then I started thinking, okay, what would be a good way to get like children to speak? And of course, with any other with every language out there, if you're going to teach a child to speak a language or an adult, you immerse the person in the in the language. So um, music. TV, you know, cartoons or TV, books. You just start giving them different things in that language to get them, like to make them re- re- 
retail in, a, in addition to speaking. So when I decided on that, I was like, okay, let's find Igbo stuff. And that's when I realized there was a huge gap. So there was pretty much, like we said in Nigeria, we said here in the US, we said in the UK, in Canada, there was like very few Igbo learning resources. And some people did great jobs at having things out there. So I bought, I bought up everything I could find. Even like in it's like Owere Gongo, like you know, we went to the market, we like look for Igbo stuff. It's like, it was just hard to find. And that's when I found out that Igbo is not taught in Lagos schools. Because I was like, okay, what 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 books do you use in your school? They're like, oh, it's Yoruba. I'm like, okay, I mean Yoruba Yoruba is great for Yoruba speaking people or children that want to learn Yoruba, because Igbo kids can also learn Yoruba. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with Yoruba, but it's just I couldn't find Igbo books. So I bought everything I could find and um home and instead of reading it to my children and uh, that's when I noticed they will look at the book when I'm reading it to them but they were not interested because most of most of them are paper copy they'll like tear it and walk away and you and you know children of nowadays that they are the different from us they like like all these Dr. Seuss all these colorful board books so and not like doing best better reading and let them choose what they're going to read mm-hmm. so they never chose the ebook books so I'm like there's got to be a board book out there. There was none. So what I did was, okay, how do I make one for my children? So my, my initial thought was to create something for just my children. So I was like, okay, how do I get these children to want to be interested in learning Igbo? Because to them, it felt like I was just talking anyhow. So I'm like, okay, so I went and got them. So I started re- researching how to publish, like write a book. Like just do the ABCD and fun stuff, similar to the books that they're seeing, the English and French and Spanish and other books that, that I had um, in, in their library. And um, in the process, that's how I, I, I was like, you, you know what, maybe I'll publish it for the public. Because I noticed, because I'm in some mom groups, and some mom WhatsApp groups, Facebook groups, and once in a while, language comes up and it's like, oh, my kids need to, need, need to learn, but what can we use or something? So I'm like, you know what, there's a, there's a greater need beyond me just doing something for just my children. So if I'm going to write a book and spend the, the money trying to like make it for, for them, I might as well go further and actually make it accessible to children worldwide. So that's kind of how I started. The thought process was the books. And of course, um, I don't know if you want to hear the story behind, like, like I started publishers and they're like, wait, so you want to write a book, a children's book mm-hmm. for not all black children, but... African children and wait, not the whole Africa, a country called Nigeria and wait, just a tribe within Nigeria. Yeah, we're not going to touch. Them. So that's how I then created Akuko because I was like, because I was, I was just going to write a book with my name on it, you know, as an author and have somebody publish it, but no publisher was it wasn't. So we had to bring our personal funds, my, my, my husband and I, and, um, and we ended up, and I ended up publishing the, 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 the two books we, we currently have, the, the board books. And I'm glad to report that my children at least pick it at least two, three times, like during the week, they'll they pick the Igbo book. My baby girl loves it. Like she will always only want to read the Abichiri book. She's 18 months. But the older ones pick different books. And our books are one of the ones that, 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 that are they have many books in the library. So it makes me really happy that I made that decision. That's, that's amazing. So I want to ask you, because this is a problem that we are experiencing worldwide especially us as Igbos, we tend to want, and I'm guilty, I'm not going to lie, I just recently started fixing that, we tend to want our children to be perfect in English and in foreign Western accents and all of that. And by the time we know it, they're already teenagers 
and it becomes too late to want to force them to go back and you know start learning well, right now I'm, it's a battle with me and my daughters to try and learn <laughs> Igbo properly i'm trying but it's not easy what do you think is causing this because my mom actually said it to me that it's as if they want to wipe out the Igbo language totally the Igbo people themselves so what do you think is causing this so to be honest um like there is the whole if you've if you've heard about the UNESCO prediction that the Igbo language will go extinct by I think 2050 or 2025 if nothing is done so they had a prediction in 2012 I actually remember hearing it like I saw it like in um, on 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 social media and stuff of because it made the, the the UNESCO list of languages approaching ex extinction and to be honest when I heard it I wasn't too worried right because when you're not really immersed in something, you don't really know that there's something wrong. Like for me, it was like, I speak Igbo, my siblings speak Igbo. I know a lot of people that speak Igbo. I mean, I know some Igbo people that don't speak Igbo. Yeah. And it, it was that major that it would cause the language to go extinct, you know? So I didn't really pay attention when the UNESCO prediction happened in 2012. So, but it was after I had my son in 2013, and kind of end of 2013, when, when he was almost one in 2014, that I was like, Wait, this prediction is actually true. If we can't find fun Igbo learning resources for children, that means nobody's putting the effort to say, okay, how are we are we gonna get the next generation speaking? And then going back to your original quest question, I feel like our parents had different reasons for not teaching a lot of us Igbo. I mean, I'm different because and I grew up in the East and I know people that also grew up in a way that can't speak Igbo. That's the funny thing. But a lot of parents were more worried about accent because they would they wanted their kids to be competitive. So they are like, oh, they want you to, to speak clear so people won't, won't be able to identify your tribe, you know, or be able to or, or impress the Westerners. And I think that was a misplaced, very misplaced priority because I think a sense of self is very important for everybody. That's why you see older people now trying to go back to their roots. In fact, you see all these parents that left Nigeria a long time ago, they still want to go back to the village and be buried because they want to be in their roots. It's like, why do you care where you, where you get buried? But they want you to take them home to the village. It's just, people want to have that heritage. And I think it's something that our parents took for granted. A lot of, like, their generation took for granted. They were more worried about how children sound, having an accent. And I'm like, even English is an accent. You, you come to the U.S., you are, you, you are a New Yorker. The New Yorkers have an accent. If somebody from Texas comes to New York, they will say, are you from the South? Mm -hmm. you know, it's like... Everybody has an accent. So why don't you just embrace the one God gave you and actually work with it? And people will respect you for that versus trying to, you know, change, yeah. uh, change who you are. So, uh, and a lot of them said, oh, the language confuses the children. They can't learn more than one thing at a time. And I'm like, that is, that is, that is not valid. Children can learn up to five languages at a time. Mm -hmm. They really do. And I mean, even adults get confused when they speak more than one language. So that's okay. That is, that is not the end of the world. Just walk through it with them and get them to keep speaking, you know. And it's easier for the kids to learn, but versus adults, and sense of self is very important. Yeah. How, how has the reception of Akuko been, especially here in America? Have people embraced it? You know, how, how are they responding to it? So I would have to say it has been bipolar. So, and I say bipolar because I like I meet some people that see it and they're very excited. They're like oh my God, you know, I need my kids to learn Igbo. You know, like I've been trying to find like Igbo learning resources out there. I'm trying to get their attention. I don't have time because one thing about my resources is I try to make it in a, in a way where it's fun and relatable for children, 
So that way, I mean, the parents still need to speak with them. They still need to try to enforce it to some extent, but it's less work for the, for the parents. Like our app, like our Learningable for Kids app, they can put their tablet and while they do it, the parents can be working and just talk to them versus having to sit with, with, with them and go through it. And um, so I have gotten like some positive, 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 positive responses. And I guess I have also gotten really negative as like, how ha, edgy, Igbo, Megany. Like, what are they doing with Igbo? And I'm like, so I, I always say my, my response to that kind of question always depends on my mood. <laughs> so, so my response is, is always like, just depends on the person asking. Because some people are actually asking, like, they're really surprised. Like, why would you want to teach Igbo? Why would you even want to? I didn't even know you could speak Igbo. What's your problem? Like, why? And I'm like, guys, this is our heritage. This is who we are. You didn't, we don't get to choose where we're from. So who we are. And guess what? Learning a second language. And the people saying, okay, let me not diverse, but it's learning a second language is very good for children because it helps them think in so many different ways. Like it, it's yeah. used brain cells that are currently not being utilized. Yeah, because my children are learning Spanish right now. <laughs> and, and the thing is, they can learn Spanish and Igbo. Mm-hmm. I, I also hear people say, like, means, oh, what are they going to do with Igbo? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, what, what do you mean by that? And they're like, why not learn French or Spanish or German or something that they can use worldwide? And I'm like, I agree. They need to learn French, Spanish, and German. And whatever country you're in, if you're in Belgium, you know, I think those are important too. I'm not, it's not one versus the other. We don't have to compete. They have their roots and their culture. Can you expose them to that? I think they will appreciate it when they get older. Mm-hmm. And you can also expose them to whatever Western culture that you, that you want to expose them to. It's one or the other. It shouldn't have to be a battle. It's, it's usually my response to, to that is, if you think French is going to be, like make, make them more marketable. Mm-hmm. I speak some French as well. So when I was applying to jobs, I applied and in my application, I wrote that I speak Igbo fluently and I speak French um, beginner. And I can tell you that the most times I got asked questions about like my personal life was about my Igbo. Like what's Igbo? Where is that from? And I'm not going to say it gave me my job because it didn't because I, I had other qualifications. But I will say that it was a good conversation starter for me. It was, oh, yeah, Igbo. So what's that? You know? And it kind of went into discussing my tribe and where I'm from and how I grew up. And that kind of helped break the ice, at least for me to be like, okay, let me start talking engineering stuff now. And, you know, so, but yeah, so to answer your question, it, it has been that bipolar. So it has been either, yeah, we, like we, we, we need this or why in the world would you want to do this? Like what, of, what use is it? This is my age. For those of us who are here, who are Igbo, by the way, my mom is from Uwari. And my dad is from Asaba. So I'm Igbo through and through. What can we do to support Akukwa to move, to get this movement going for people to understand, you know, the importance of what you're doing? Because I know that you're already making headway, but it's also good for people out there who are are people as well who promote this. How do you think we can support the Akukwa movement? So for me, I think, one thing is, I mentioned it at the beginning was, this is actually a personal venture. So we had to bring out our money to like publish the books. It, it, it has been kind of a, a personal internal venture. So of course we don't have like the platform of, you know, be, being able to reach more people. 
But I can tell you that when we see, like, when anybody hears about us, like, I try to go to some village meetings here in Houston, and the biggest, my, my, my biggest concern is a lot of people don't know we exist. Like, we, we have all these great tools and all these great resources. Like, people use our app. I don't know if you've had a chance to check it out. I will send yeah. after. Oh, you have? So what do you think about it? I loved it. That's why I said I, I, I did my research. That's why I'm like, how do we get it out there? Because I didn't know about it before. Exactly. And it's like my, my app is comparable to American apps, Spanish apps, like any language teaching app and just ed, ed, educational apps. It builds like problem solving skills, analytical skills, while they're learning Igbo because it's audio enabled. And when people see they're like, this is an Igbo. What the heck? Where have you been? And I'm like, I'm not hiding. I am trying to spread the words from, from my little corner. I don't have a huge platform. So to answer your question, I would love for people to, to spread the word, like on social media, in their village meetings, at their Igbo churches. I try to go to Igbo churches and have what, what, what I call, okay, Apuko, like Igbo story time, where I go and like read pages of my books to children and kind of engage them in like activities, like some competition using my app. And then the parents are always so surprised because they're like, what is all this? Like, why don't you know about this? So I think I don't have the funding yet to like go on, 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 on major media because they ask for thousands of naira or dollars and I don't have that funding because it's all personal. So I would so, so I would, so I would say getting like support to spread the word or just using your social media platform. I'm not asking like for money to be donated, but I feel like time, like just a few seconds, a few minutes will help with saying, hey, go check this app, I'll check out this app and stuff like that. And then also my books, they are, they're very, very, like, I don't know if you've seen the books yet. I can send you a copy if you, if you want. Okay. But they are, like, my board books, the, the, the Abichidi book is, and the Ndwani Okibona dance book are very comp- comparable to their, to any American board book that you can put out there. And I'm American, British, whatever, like, if you look at it, you are not even going to know, unless you, you, you see the Igbo writing, you will not know it. Because a lot of people associate being, Igbo with being like, oh, oh, it's going to be Abamid. And that's not an insult. And, and I feel like that's an insult to Abamid because Abamid, Abamid is good. They have some quality products. So when people say Abamid, I am almost tem- tempted to say, yes, my books are Abamid because I know Abamid has some good quality oh, yeah. stuff. But, but unfortunately, it is always used in a derogatory way. And so people always assume that anything that comes out of like any native cultural thing has, has to be like supper, and I'm trying to make it like in for children. Like they see, they identify with it. With it. It's similar to everything else that they are already using, so they actually use it. So, um, so my board books are great for donations. So, like for schools, um, local organizations. You know how there are Igbo organizations in in New York in different cities. They have like con con conventions. My my mom is from Navy, so my dad is Nigeri, and my mom is from Navy. So I, last, last year, I, I went to the Navy convention. I kind of read to the kids and they got to use the books and different things. I feel like the books can be donated to any cause. So it can be donated to a local primary school. It can be donated to orphanages. You know, I have had a couple orphanages in, in Nigeria. I literally contact me and say, hey, can we get access to your, to your books? You know, and I'm like, sure. Hopefully they can find a sponsor to then sponsor it to the children. Like one said, oh, my kids will really like this because we, are, we, are, we also want to um, incorporate Igbo learning with, with everything else that we have. So a good way to support will, will also be to buy the books and give it to those orphanages. And what I do for it is I, I say, if you, if you buy to donate to a school or to orphanages, 
what I end up doing is I actually give 10% discount on that purchase or I donate that 10% to that cost. So say if you, if you, if you bought it for some orphanage in, in Uwere, I'll say, okay, whatever the amount of money you spent on the, on, on the books, I will then give a 10% discount off of that. I can either keep it or I can donate it to the orphanage. So that kind of keeps um, the cycle going. And it's a board book. So it, it is, it, the price is very competitive for board books. Like if you compare books of uh, quality, quali- quality and caliber to our books in any other language, oh. uh, ours are very affordable. But of course, Nigerians are used to buying like, <laughs> so it's like oh, this is very expensive. I'm like, but if you compare it to its counterparts, it's yeah. actually cheaper than, 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 than them. So we are not actually making a profit with this first tour, but my hope is that in the future we will end up making a profit. And it's more for a legacy than more yeah. from this stage. So we are still in the early phases. But okay. it, I think the books will be good. Where can they find any, everything Aquacore? Because that's the next thing people are going to ask me. You have an app? Yes. So we have... So I have the Learnable for Kids app. Mm-hmm. It's available on iOS and Android. And literally, like, if you if you open up your app store and search for Learnable for Kids, or search 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 for Apple A K W U K W O, you will find the app. Um, and then you can just hit hit download. And I made it in such a way that they do have to download it. So I I always advise to down download over Wi-Fi. But when you download it, then it stays on whatever device you you downloaded. For a while. And I had Nigerians in mind for that because oh. they don't always have Wi-Fi available yeah. everywhere. So it's like if you go where you have Wi-Fi, you can download it and it stays on your child's device forever. When you're in the car or anywhere, the kids can and can use it. Oh. And then I also have my board, board books that we talked about. And then this is my Igbo ca- cartoons. So they're on YouTube and they're free. They're like one minute long Igbo cartoons. It's, it's actually my, my children's boys are in the cartoon. So you can't <laughs> so it's kind of like a family venture but i mean it's a lot of fun so everybody that i have seen that has watched it has loved it but like i said we don't have a huge platform so i don't have like a lot of people it's 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 difficult to get the word out because i just have a small platform mm-hmm. it's more like everybody i know that watches it loves it so i just wish more people will know about it because i see people stumble across it and they're like where has this been hiding and oh. i see sharing it on their platform so i'm hoping more folks share it and people can see it is free and it's like a minute long cartoons and i also have some learn Igbo videos on the way i teach my kids um Igbo as well on on our flat flat platform then last but not the least is my virtual Igbo learning um sessions so i actually have last year i had what i had like physical physical Igbo learning sessions where every month i um i go to a local library here in houston and kind of teach children Igbo, and my kids loved it. And I and I also traveled around with this. I went to London, Buckingham, Lagos, um, Dallas, San Antonio here in the U.S. I was in New York this year as well. But um, but I then added to that because I noticed that people were asking for it. But of course, I I have a full time job, so I'm like I can't go to one place a lot. So I made a virtual um version which is currently open to, to just US and Canada because of the timing. We meet on Sundays at 4.30. And the kids sign on, like, um, similar to how we're talking right now, they sign on and they'll learn Igbo. We learn, like, basic Igbo conversations, how to say hello, just different Igbo conversations. What's the cost to that? That is um, $20 for the whole year. 
So it's 20, yes, $20 for this year um, for one child and, and then 30 for more than one, 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 one. Well, they're going to have it for free, but I was like, they need to pay something just so they can yeah, commit to it. Some kind of responsibility to it. And I and it and it ended up working out where the parents were like, okay, this is a lot of like I have quite a few kids signed signed sign, signed up for it. And then they get access to like the Ebo learning videos, like um the Ebo learning videos, the and 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 an animated videos I I I made that kind of goes through everything we, we learned in the class. So and then about like, you know, basic Igbo words like Bia, Ga, Noro. And all of that. So, um, so yeah, and it's actually been been going well. I have had um just great reviews from it. Wow. And it's our first year, so it's something that I am going to build on for next year as well. Well, just so you know, we are very proud of what you are doing. And thank uh, you very much. Thank you for also being on the show as well. I'm sure that our listeners would be very interested in this because we have a lot of Africans who listen to the podcast and um. We wish you great luck and whatever we can do to support Akuko, we will. And uh, I know that bigger things are coming for what you're doing because we need it. We really do need it. So thank you so much, Chimi. We're very grateful. Thank you so much, Stella. And I am very, very, like, I appreciate the opportunity. And I do still have a celebrity crush right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> So thanks for making yourself accessible and actually doing do, doing this. I do listen to the podcast as well, and I do see how you shed 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 light on not just Nigeria, you yeah. know, Africa as a as, as a whole. At the end of the day, we are all one. So everything I said about Igbo, you know, also applies to other African languages. Yeah, true. And there are quite a few African languages that are on that UNESCO list. So I think it's definitely a good thing for people from other African countries to consider, you know, trying to take take it on to get their language to stay and to make it relatable to the next generation of children. Very so I appreciate you for the for the platform. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you again. All right. Hope to see you soon, someday in person. So guys, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed my very first interview with my guest, Chimi Bugu. Um, it was very exciting for me and I hope you find it exciting too. It's very important for us to continue to talk about this because we do not want our African languages to go extinct. We want our children to be able to speak our language and understand our language. It's very important because people see how necessary it is for their kids to learn Spanish to learn French and everything. So it's also important for us, for our African children to learn our language. So you can find everything you need to know about Chimibugu's um, books, her app, her YouTube videos, everything you want to know about what she does. You can find it on www.akukwo.com. Akukwo, A-K-W-U-K-W-O, akukwo.com. Come, okay. I'm so excited about this. Go to the website, look at everything she's done so far. And if there's anything you can do to support, please do not hesitate. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And I hope you'll join me again for the next one. You can contact me via email, excusemyafrican at gmail.com or visit the website, excusemyafrican.com for more details. Remember to stay positive and give love.